last coffee house, this is X-Men Extravaganza. Sorry, <laughs> I had to do it. And this is part two. This is part two. So part one had uh, the first X-Men, X-Men 2, X-Men 3, Wolverine Origins, and X-Men First Class. So like the reboot. And this one is starting with the Wolverine. So this is like the gritty, supposed to be the remake. You know, you've got like the Dark Knight and you've got, I'm sure, oh, what, Man of Steel, which is horrendous. But, so this is supposed to be like that version of that. And this one was actually good. What? Like this was a good movie. I mean, it had its cliches, it had its trite stuff, but it was actually well put together. It started off in an oblique way where he's like out, what was he hunting or something? No, he was out in the woods somewhere, but he's just trying to be, you know, by himself. And like a bear shows up and some people shoot the bear with a poison arrow and he goes and confronts them. And then this Asian lady shows up and uh, there's this conflict with them, but she's like, I need you to come back. Oh, and it had, yeah, it was like in World War II and he saved this guy from was it a nuclear explosion <laughs> he saved this guy and it was like this whole extra setup stuff that i didn't expect in a million years that this is how we were gonna set up the movie and it was really interesting it was like it was a good way to set it up i liked where it started and i was wondering where it was gonna go it was made in 2013 by the way but i was just i was enjoying it and he was having these you know gene gray would show up played by famke jansen in this one and she would kind of goad him or mess with him and it was a it was a motif to show his struggles with how he was going to deal with the fact that he had killed her at the end of X-Men 3 to save everybody else but he still wanted her and still needed her around so he was dealing with that and it's I mean it's a little straightforward to have that motif of she keeps showing up literally <laughs> you know as opposed to some more complex way to do it but it is a superhero movie and I'm giving it some latitude on that one I enjoyed watching this I enjoyed seeing what was going on because the lady showed up and she's like I have to take you back to my employer uh, because because he needs to thank you. He's dying and he needs to thank you for having saved him. And she seems like a pretty quality character. Like overall throughout the whole movie. She was pretty quality. She had some good points and bad points. She has interests. She has insecurities. She She's tough. She uh, fights, you know, to the end. I really liked her as a character. So he goes to, what was it? Okinawa or something like that. And they're trying to find, so he can meet him. His hair looks good in this too. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like this conflict between um, this guy and the triads or not the triads the yakuza so there's that whole thing playing out and then he ends up of course there's a daughter and this is this is where it gets a little questionable because it's like the the daughter and she's not weak or anything she's the daughter though of the guy and she's trying to be taken by the yakuza because she's supposed to be the heir or something like that to the company or, or some nonsense but the, there's a brother samurai guy who's pretty good and he has his own interests and and functions in that way which is good uh, but they're on the run for a lot of the movie where he's he's got to protect her but she saves him quite a few times actually but he's got to protect her and there's they made him vulnerable too because there's this villain which i actually love this villain i think she did a great job honestly she could have been a little more well-rounded <laughs> because <laughs> she was just mostly evil but i really liked her as this woman who could poison people it's kind of a poison kiss thing but she'd like it was on her tongue or something like that uh, but she put this thing on his heart that kind of restricted his abilities wolverine's abilities so it made him a little weak which was kind of good because it it added something instead of him just being invincible you know it added an extra thing to it that he could be vulnerable and could die so i liked that and she was good like i said kind of she was interesting i, I liked her 
she looked great. She went through some stuff and she was very effective and you, you couldn't really tell whether she was playing everybody else or just working for, you know, working with some people. So I really liked that. That was great. And this the different setting was nice, you know, rather than just being in generic USA town. It was in Japan. So that was kind of cool looking. I think this one did the worst until Dark Phoenix though in the box office, which is sad because like I said, it, I mean, I think it's my favorite to this point uh, when I'm watching all these movies. I think it's my favorite. It, it doesn't beat out one and two by a whole lot because those are just quintessential superhero X-Men movies, but I really, I really like it. I really like it a lot. The, like I said, the goofy things are that he's protecting this girl and, and she needs to be protected and they're, they're kind of on the run kind of a thing. That's, that's kind of goofy. The, so eventually there's this back and forth because it turns out that the guy who was trying to thank him, quote unquote, actually wanted to take his healing ability so he could live forever. He's trying to convince Wolverine that he really wants to die, uh, that Wolverine wants to die and he's suicidal and uh, that he should give him his powers, let them do this whole experiment thing on him to be able to get him to live the guy, you know? So eventually they go through it. Uh, she gets taken a couple of times. He has to go save her and it's just kind of back and forth like that. That's the worst part of the movie. But they get to the final place where they've got this giant samurai robot thing and <laughs> it turns out to be made out of adamantium. They've been storing it for a while and he has this special mode on his like swords where they can turn into, they like fire up and they can cut through other adamantium. And it's like, all right, well that makes uh, Wolverine vulnerable. And he actually gets his claws cut off. It was crazy. So this thing cuts his claws off and then Wolverine's like really struggling. And you're like, oh my gosh, he's actually, you know, he has to really fight for this. He doesn't just get to be invincible. And the other girl shows up, you know, the girl from the beginning, who's a good character, she shows up and there's a back and forth on that. There's one fight, oh, where Wolverine's like reaching into his chest to take this thing off of it because he gets into this medical deal and she's there defending against the samurai guy the whole time. I really like that scene. Uh, there's another scene where they're on top of a the like bullet train <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I didn't just snort there, okay? It was a dragon noise, not a snort. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> not sure where that noise came from. I've never made that noise before in my life. So he has to reach in and grab that while she's fighting the other guy and then they fight each other and, and it's great. I, I loved it. And they get to the end, he fights that thing and she helps and they eventually defeat it. Turns out the samurai robot was actually the guy, you know, who put all this stuff together. The one chick who poisoned people, she like pulls her skin off and it, her hair comes off with it and she's all bald and trying to do evil things after that when they're fighting. She was quality. I liked her. I don't remember her name, but I liked her. So overall, I just really liked this movie. I don't know what other people thought or what happened to this one and why it was kind of forgotten, but it's actually a pretty quality movie. Uh, it's definitely better than other other attempted reboots or grittier versions of superheroes, you know, centered around one superhero, like Man of Steel, you know, or uh, I guess the new Batman hasn't come out yet. It was, it was really good. It's really up there when it comes to good superhero movies. It was just quality. So that's that one. What's the next one? What is the next one? Do I remember? I do not. Was the next one Days of Future Past? I think it was Days of Future Past, which is a good movie. <laughs> Thank you. So we've got one and two, the Wolverine and Days of Future Past are good X-Men movies. I, I could definitely watch each of those again. And Days of Future Past is cool how it, I mean, it plays with time and time traveling, but it does it in kind of a unique way because it's not real time traveling. It's Juno sends Wolverine back into his own body in the past so that he can influence 
influence, you know, Michael Fassbender and uh, the Atonement guy to be able to prevent what's going to happen in the future. So I, I like that aspect of it. I don't like, like, I wouldn't mind Mystique being kind of the central center of the universe. I wouldn't mind that if they did it well. Uh, this one is directed by Brian Singer. So it's, he's, it's actually pretty cool. It looks great. I mean, it looks fantastic all the way through from what I remember. And uh, it's got like this whole historical thing where they're trying to, oh, it's got Peter Dinklage, right? Peter Dinklage is trying to develop the Sentinels and the Sentinels are what kills them in the future because they have Mystique's something. What? Just because she can change into anybody? Is that why? I, I It's again where they have to like take the power of some mutant to get them superpowers or something like that to make them win. So that gets old, but still it's, it's well done. Mystique and Fassbender are kind of hanging out at the time. I wonder how old she really is. <laughs> <laughs> but they are like in the past and they get into the news and some other stuff like that. It's Peter Dinklage trying to develop the Sentinels and if, if Mystique gets captured then he'll be able to develop special Sentinels who can kill all the mutants. Uh, so in the future they're like holding off this attack of the Sentinels while she's Juno's doing the send him back into the past thing. And Wolverine's trying to convince everybody that we, what we need to do in the past so that it can prevent the future. So it's, it's just I liked it you know it was it was interesting it was a unique take on it it was time travel without really being time travel uh, which was kind of fun to watch the way they structured it I thought the cool future post-apocalypse <laughs> sentinel stuff was was neat I kind of wish the sentinels looked a little more like the originals that's fine and then they had they had other sentinels in the past that looked kind of <laughs> rudimentary that were fine too but overall you know I just I enjoyed it I thought it was it was pretty well put together I think just because of the uniqueness of the Wolverine, I think it kind of edges it out. But if I'm picking kind of a more traditional superhero movie, you know, with a bunch of different mutants and, and all that, this ensemble was kind of more enjoyable. Although I missed Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I really missed Kevin Bacon. Kind of wish he could have been a bigger a villain <laughs> and he had better mutants around him or something like that because he's awesome. But overall, you know, like I said, I like Beast. I think he's a pretty decent character. I like uh, all the our standard people and kind of the storytelling was, it was fine plot wise. And it had the scene, right? It had the scene of uh, the super fast guy. I, I He's not the Flash. He's some other kind of thing. I can't damn remember what his name is, but that scene was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It was just freezing time, him running around the room doing all that stuff. It was one of the best superhero scenes, period. It was incredible. Uh, Mystique's excessive kind of centrality was kind of annoying. I, I don't think she justifies it. <laughs> <laughs> or that it makes all that much sense. She became like the hero as a result of this because she stopped Magneto from killing all the, killing the president or something like that at the end. But I kind of like that scene. I kind of like Magneto dropping the whole stadium around them. I kind of liked how it looked and how it played out. Overall, it was just, it was pretty enjoyable. It wasn't mind-blowing the way it all went together, but it was definitely an excellent entry in superhero movies, period. Uh, so happy that it exists, unlike a few of the movies on this list. I did not watch Deadpool and see how those fit in. I haven't seen Deadpool or Deadpool 2, so, I, too, so I'm sorry. It's just, it's enough to watch all the regular superhero movies, and I'm sure it's fine and funny and all that jazz, but I just, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that stuff. And so now we're on X-Men Apocalypse, and this is one of the most heart-wrenching, horrible things I've ever had to do, because this was directed by Brian Singer, Um, but it's absolute trash. It's horrible. It doesn't know what it should do it doesn't know what it does it's 
It's just bad. It's got Myra again, and they've got the whole, like, Professor X, he, he, uh, likes Myra, and he goes Moira, and goes through all the, oh, I'm a bumbling person who, and he, like, took away her memory of them together or something like that. Uh, it's got Nightcrawler again. It's got some other generic superheroes. I don't like, like, any of the characters. It's got one of my favorite actors. He does a great job. From, it's dude from friggin' Lewin Davis, Inside Lewin Davis. I can't remember his name now. How can I not remember this? But he's, he's a very good actor. He's just caked in everything you could possibly imagine, and he doesn't have anything to do. He's just evil apocalypse. He was, like, put into another body, and he's got to find four horsemen, which turn out to be, like, Storm and Sword Chick, and a couple of other people who don't mean anything. And so they fight each other. Fast guy's back. Yeah, there's a guy with wings who shoots him. And Apocalypse is like, oh, I'm going to release your actual powers. And yet again, he needs Professor X to be able to access everybody. And so it's like the same stuff. And his power is just like, he's got several and he just turns people dead, you know, or something. Oh, but this one has one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. So it's like Michael Fassbender Magneto is off by himself and he has a family. And oh my God, it was so stupid. He's, he's so he's doing that thing. It's the thing you always see where the, you need to get your character back into the action. So even though they ran away and have family, so you have to kill the family. How do you kill the family? And this one is like, he saves a guy from, he's working in like a metal working factory. I don't know why he'd work, wouldn't work in a plastic one, <laughs> but he works in a metal working factory. A thing's falling because Apocalypse creates an earthquake when he wakes up or something like that. And a thing's about to fall on, on one of the workers and he catches it. So they're all like, oh my gosh, he has powers. And so the, he goes home and a bunch of people show up and grab his like family and they're like, dude, you have powers. This is ridiculous. So come with us. And he's like, all right, I'll come with you. <laughs> And, and so, and they all have like bows and arrows. So he's going to go with them. But then his daughter like freaks out because she's an idiot and, and makes a bunch of birds show up. That's her powers. A bunch of birds show up and, and attack them. And one of the guys accidentally lets off an arrow and it kills his daughter and wife. And it's like, come on. Like, that's really what's going to happen. Like That was convenient that you have to kill the family for plot purposes. But... <laughs> But uh, the guys accidentally shoot an arrow through his both of his family. <laughs> at once. So then he kills them and then he wants to go kill all the rest of them but Apocalypse shows up and gets him as the fourth horseman. I really hate this movie. I thought it was really stupid and terrible. The only thing that like stands out was when super fast guy was running around Apocalypse and he like oh slows down to, to catch him or something like that. Didn't they do that in like Batman vs Superman or something? Or Justice League? Where Superman did that? I, I can't remember. Those movies are absolutely horrible too. But I didn't like this at all. I thought it went on. It just went on and I didn't care, and they just needed to use one of the mutants' powers to be able to accomplish something, and Apocalypse was not a compelling villain. He could have been cool. Uh, I mean, it was kind of neat when they were in their little fantasy world, and he kept growing or something like that, uh, but other than that, I just, I did not like it. I didn't like it at all. It was not very good. Okay, have we arrived? I think we've arrived. This is the last one I watched. This was Logan, so this is like a true gritty remake of... <laughs> of a character be like Bruce. <laughs> and this one is just, it's not a good superhero movie. It's just a fantastic movie. It's just a fantastic film, period. Done, end of story. It's a superhero movie and it has superhero elements, but this is just a great film and a great send off for the character. It's depressing. <laughs> 
but but overall i mean all around james mangold man knocked it out of the park it was so good there were like i said aspects of it that were trite cliche i was worried when i initially saw this that it was going to be the woke cliche of just you know propping up the little girl because they're trying to be woke uh but it was nothing like that she does an excellent job there are excellent aspects to her character the way that they interact and the way that logan has to come around is perfect the pitch and everything about the texture of that relationship is perfect the way that he's selfish the way that he gets annoyed by professor x and uh, the other guy steven merchant you know all that stuff is so well put together the villain the guy with the the metal arm great job he did a fantastic job the way that he is vulnerable sometimes and other times not i like his delivery his his personality doesn't have much rounding to it but just the way he he function is functions is great i love that logan is such an asshole i love so much about everything that the way this is put together it looks great too uh the settings are great the way that professor x is going you know going senile that's so good it's such a good thing because he's so powerful what else are you gonna do you kind of understand the other perspective of having to get him in in check or put him down or something uh that is so good i love the scene when they're in the hotel when professor x freezes everybody but it's not the right kind of freeze you know it's like a schizoph or it's like a messed up kind of freeze and logan has to make his way through it i love his car too his car is awesome the girl the fight scenes with the girl they do a great job and i wonder how they can screw up so much when it's like a like daisy ridley <laughs> in an aggressive scene like that she's an adult woman right but they could do so well with this little girl in these kinds of scenes where it seems aggressive where it seems like she's capable it's so good there's i mean arguably it's a little too long i mean maybe not even arguably there are certain chunks where it kind of there's a little too much uh once it gets to the last scene of the kids running in the forest and they have to go through that it's just you know it might have ended a little sooner than that or more quickly through that but and it's got the cliche of they run into a nice family and the nice family has to get killed although it was kind of like it makes a little sense thematically and and there are a lot of thematic things about family because the whole point is logan now meets somebody who he can't hurt uh, that is family they keep calling her family even though she's just made from like his dna or something like that um which is kind of a little too close a little too on the nose you know his family this little girl first she's mute and she has to learn she doesn't even have to learn she has to learn to be inclined to talk to somebody else which uh, kind of mirrors his development too so that's an extra thematic element and this is rated r which is fantastic it has real gore but <laughs> so he has to learn to deal with that the same way she's learning and he has somebody now who's part of his family that he can't hurt like she heals and she has the same thing that he has so he has to learn to live with the fact okay now i have somebody that i can care about that i can't hurt and so i don't have that reason to to get that distance anymore you know i killed the person i loved in gene gray and the people around me who i care about end up getting hurt but this one i can't hurt so i can't lie about it anymore i can't pretend anymore that i can't care about somebody so so you have that extra little thing and they've got the extra family aspect like i said it's a cliche to have the family that that is nice just the nice generic family who helps you out be the one you know end up dead it's a cliche to do that but in this case it kind of makes sense because they were just a happy clear family who was fighting for what was right and what was theirs and so it makes sense that that's kind of the the thing that triggers it uh symbolically that family kills the 
old Logan and tries to kill the new one. And that's kind of a trigger, you know, <laughs> literally actually in this case, that's kind of a trigger to Logan. That's like, okay, it's about family. It's about protecting family as opposed to uh, being selfish and being afraid of hurting somebody. Uh, you still have to do it. So uh, there are a lot of aspects of that. And he has like the mirrored version of himself. And that thematically makes sense, even though I hate that in other aspects of having the protagonist doppelganger, the evil version of the protagonist. It's really egocentric and cliched because it's just making them th the more center of the universe. <laughs> but in this case, it makes sense that it it's about his arc and him having to kill himself, the old self, the, the young self who was afraid of caring about anybody. He has to kill his old self to be able to move on. And of course, uh, he's his old self has actually ended up killed by the little girl, by his family that he can't hurt. So can't physically hurt. So he has to deal with emotions now. <laughs> so uh, he has to do that. I love the dynamic with Professor X too, but I love all these thematics. I love all these ideas. This is a superhero movie, but it's so well done. It's so gritty. It's so dirty. You know, there's real damage to his car. <laughs> there's real dirt all over the place. Things are ugly. Clothes get messed up. It just, it looks right and it's put together well. And the girl does a fantastic job. You know, obviously, I mean, honestly, I don't know if he wasn't nominated for best actor, right? But I think he absolutely should have been. He was fantastic in this. If any superhero movie ever deserved a nomination, you know, it's like the Dark Knight, <laughs> maybe. And this, absolutely. This deserved to be nominated for Best Picture. This deserved all sorts of accolades and awards like that. It absolutely deserved it. It was so well put together. It was so well done. And I'm so glad that it actually exists and it got made. <laughs> I'm not sure how well it did. I think it did better than Wolverine or anything like that. But I didn't see it in theaters because I wasn't sure what to think of it. But when I finally did see it, this is just a great movie, period. It's just a great movie. And Hugh Jackman does a fantastic job. It, it just, it makes you a little depressed because you're like, okay, time has to bring everything to an end. But I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. 100%. That's that. The last one is X-Men Dark Phoenix. And I didn't see it. <laughs> I have not seen that movie, so I can't round this out and clean it up and get through all the superhero X-Men movies. Sorry about that. I'm absolutely certain it's it's complete trash. I'm making that determination based on the trailers. I did not like Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. I don't think she has the range or the ability when it comes to acting. Uh, I think as Salsa and Game of Thrones, she just kind of had this little box that she got to work in. Although, seeing her kind of authoritative in the later seasons is kind of the best thing about the later seasons seasons which are absolute trash because I think she does embody that well having gone through so much and getting to that point I think she does embody that well I just don't think she has really I think she lived that character for her whole life really <laughs> so she had a better ability to do that but I don't think she has the ability to demonstrate that kind of acting range maybe she'll get some other roles and she'll be able to show that but I don't think she has that ability but luckily she's married to a Jonas now so she's she's gonna be set right <laughs> don't don't worry about it if you can't get more work she's probably already plenty paid from Game of Thrones anyway so that's X-Men. You know, I have such a love-hate thing with X-Men in general. It's one of my favorite, because I grew up with the cartoon, absolutely. I loved Wolverine. I loved watching the Sentinels and seeing those early episodes. I loved Rogue. I loved, you know, I remember the accents and didn't Rogue have an accent in this? Or, and what's the Gambit? Loved Gambit in the show. And I want to see it done really well. I know it was sold. It wasn't sold to Disney or, yeah, and it's going to be in the Avengers universe now. I want it done really well where they really think about what 
what are superpowers that make sense and using applying those in more clever and creative ways i hope they can do that but i think that logan is really kind of the the cap the cherry on top when it comes to the x-men in general it's so beautiful it's such a good movie i would like to see gene gray get a better treatment i think she could be a really incredible fantastic character especially on the dark phoenix storyline and they've done it twice and they've done it horribly twice so i really think they can do it well but they need to they need to put gene gray together better and get her there better and execute it better which and i think it, it needs to be just her and about her and centered on that it's weird to hear me saying that when it comes to how much i hate egocentricity but i think having that kind of a center could be really interesting like like a logan version of gene <laughs> you know that kind of thing i'd also like to see it where gene and logan just get together okay where they're just happy together for a little bit before all the stuff goes down that would be nice sorry scott but i think i would love to see that so there's still a lot of room to have you know gambit and rogue <laughs> hooking up and and uh, all sorts of other stuff going on and the sentinels really done well um in a different way to have them be a kind of an antagonist character uh, even though they are done well in days of future past kind of in a different way i think i could i could like seeing that where you have the government against mutants and you have that war playing out i just that's that that's the x-men i i will see what it does after this it's really sad that it went on on such a horrible note with dark phoenix i might see it at some point just so i can i can justify my hatred of it <laughs> <laughs> but other than that thank you this was part two thank you very much for listening to this long lengthy unnecessary ramble that nobody cares about <laughs> i appreciate it i hope all is well keep watching movies keep writing if you write and hope to see you in the next one all right thanks bye